Welcome, Schmodown fans, to episode 29 of Talkin' Schmodown. I have a great episode for you today, some fantastic matches. We had the Schmodown Throwdown, the last ever match for the Shire Wolves. They went up against Corruption. And also two rounds in the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. It is gonna be a good one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride because we are talking Schmodown. Hey there, everybody. I hope you're ready for this show. I am so, so excited to uh, start talking about all the things that went down over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the whole Throwdown Throwdown thing a little bit earlier. So I am pumped for this. I hope you guys all had a chance to watch everything because I'm going to dive just like normal. I'm going to dive pretty deep into it all. Spoilers are abound, so be prepared. Uh, as I usually do, I start off with a little bit of news. Really, there was just one piece of news that popped up, uh, just recently popped up, that I thought was worth talking about, and that is that uh, Dan Merle is officially cashing in that title shot, and now the Founding Fathers will face corruption at the Orlando Live Show in October. Uh, I think that's fantastic. I'm really excited. Uh, apparently, according to the poster, it says that it will be the final battle between these two. So uh, I'm very intrigued. So I, I, I'm very, very intrigued to see how that all goes down. Uh, so you know what? I, I don't want to waste any more time. I just want to get right into it. We got three great matches to talk about. So let's do this. Uh, the first one up is, like I said, the Schmodown Throwdown. The Shire Wolves versus Corruption in a title match. This uh, was the Shire Wolves final match. Uh, I hope you guys had the chance to watch this because, like I said, we're going to get into it. Uh, so we had an opening scene with this one, and really all it was was uh, they reshowed the uh, Rubber My Burnett and Roxy Stryer scene where he shows her the nuke. Uh, honestly, I'm not 100% sure why they uh, re-showed re this one. I don't know if it was originally shown, like, during the live event or something like that, but I just thought it was kind of weird because they didn't even show the, the cap scene with um, him and Christian. So, uh, it, it, there wasn't, like, it was just that one that one piece. I, so, I'm not 100% sure why, but uh, that that's what they did. Um, on a side note about that scene, uh, watching it this time around, I noticed something in the background. I saw Rachel Silvestrini walking through the back, which I totally missed the last time. I thought it was kind of funny because, you know, with this time since I had already seen it, I wasn't really necessarily paying attention to uh, the actual uh, scene. I was just kind of looking around and just happened to see little Rachel Silvestrini just walking through the back. I thought it was really funny. So if you guys haven't, uh, if you guys didn't, didn't notice that, I, I suggest go back and just rewatch that scene without actually paying attention to the scene itself. Just kind of look around in the back and see what you see. Uh, also, uh, I want to give a shout out to Eric from Nerd Chronic. He did some amazing work during this match. Uh, first off was this Shirewolves trailer that he uh, did right off the off the top. It was 
up until the what we see at the end with the big tribute video, this was probably one of the best things I've ever seen him do. Um, and the music from David B was just stunning. It was it was it was fantastic. I absolutely love David B and the stuff that he does. So uh, yeah, that was that was that was awesome. You know, it really made uh, this whole experience something something a little bit more special. Uh, and I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad that they that they really made this event something special. Um, when I when I first turned it on, because I wasn't able to watch it as a, as the live event, I watched it when it was up uh, on YouTube, and I was a bit shocked that it was two hours long. Because as far as I had known, you know, it was just that match. There wasn't like an undercard or, or something like that. So I was like. Two hours. There's no way that this tag team match takes two hours. So you know, I turn it on, and you know, f right off the bat, you know, it says that the match is going to start in 15 minutes. Okay, he's so, like, I can shave 15 minutes off right there. So you're down to an hour 45. But even that, you know, tag team match, tag team title match, really, no more than than an hour, really. And that's what we saw. You know, it was right around right around an hour. Um, but there was a lot more to this, and I'm really glad that they did something super special uh, for this event. You know, for the, the Shire Wolves' last match. You know, I, I, I loved it. I loved everything that they did, and I'll talk a bit more about uh, what they did after the match when we get there. So out first came the challengers, Corruption. Uh, followed by the champions, the Shire Wolves, and the Shire Wolves were reunited with the Fife Club. No big entrance, just Clark and Rachel ready to play uh, out there, giving Emma and and Mark and Draco uh, some extra love as well. So I thought that was that was awesome to see them uh, kind of reunite for for the evening. That was really cool. So we're gonna get right into it. And honestly, this was a really close first round. Uh, they were really just kind of going back and forth with with uh, one another. Couple of misses here and there from some of the competitors. Uh, however, I was very impressed by one chance Ellison. He was the only one during this round to get a perfect round. And he even managed to get his bonus question. So I gotta say, you know, I don't necessarily uh, like the persona uh, of the Cobra Chance Ellison, but I was very impressed by what he did here uh, throughout this whole match. Really. Uh, so we ended round one, ended uh, thirteen to fifteen in favor of Corruption. Uh, you know, with when it comes to a five round match, uh, being a couple of points behind at the uh, end of round one isn't that big of a deal, really. Um, I've seen people die, you know, behind at the end of round two and uh, be able to bring it back in three and four because th that betting round and that speed round, they can really swing the game. So uh, I wasn't super worried when, uh, you know, round one ended and the Shire Wolves were down by two. But So then we get into round two. Uh, it was really weird seeing the old wheel because, uh, you know, obviously this was done before, you know, all that, all those changes and stuff. Because uh, it came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, 
and but it was weird to see that old wheel uh, in use again after seeing the new one uh, start to be used. So corruption goes up and spins two thousands, and they respin and land. Luckily for Mike Kalinowski, on James Bond, he dude. Mike Kalinowski has some fucking crazy good luck. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he freaking bribed a voodoo priestess or something. I don't know what the hell he did. But his luck is freaking off the charts when it comes to this shit. Because he landed on James. It's not the first time that this has happened. So it probably will not be the last time. So he goes through and just destroys this category, getting all six questions, uh, only having to go to multiple choice once right at the very end. So we got 11 out of the 12 possible points. Holy shit, man. This guy just needs to be in a James Bond exhibition match. I don't know who the hell he would go up against, but there's got to be someone out there that he can he can go up against because I need to see this dude really put his knowledge to the test. When it comes to James Bond. Uh, so they end this portion of round 2. 13 to 26. So they are up by 13 points. Coming uh, out of round 2. At this point. The Shire Wolves can't even. get you know Gain a lead. Uh, because of how far ahead they are. You know The most that they can do. Is if they completely swept their category. And got all 12 points. They would only be you know one point behind. Uh, but unfortunately, that does not happen. They do get all six of their questions correct, but they have to go to multiple choice a couple of times. Uh, they wound up getting uh, 10 out of the 12 possible points, uh, ending round two, 23 to 26 in favor of corruption. Uh, they they wound up uh, landing on drama uh, for their category. They stuck with that. I don't know. I mean, like I said, they did they did well. They did actually very well, uh, especially you know in comparison to you know other matches that I've seen. Ten out of twelve points is is damn good, and getting all of your questions right is damn good. But it makes me wonder if they had respun to something else, would they have been able to get all twelve points? I I don't, I don't know. Maybe they will landed on something worse, and uh, and and gotten you know five points. Who who knows? But you know they did they did with the best that they could. And they did they did very well in this in this uh, in this round. So, like I said, they're down three points here. And even even this, like I was saying before, being down three points at the end of round two when it comes to a title match, not that huge of a deal. That is not as concerning as uh, it would be in a normal three-round match. You know, you you have like I said, you have that betting round, you have that speed round, and things can change. You know, I I've, I've seen it happen plenty of times where where the the match just switches during those, it shifts, and you know, so anything could happen. So I wasn't again, I wasn't super worried. You know, they both did great, but uh, you know those, those multiple choice options they hurt a little bit you know it cost them a couple of points having to go go there but it is what it is we get into round three <clears throat> which is the betting round uh they land on drama the category that they had just went through uh, and the question was uh essentially i i, I kind of paraphrased it here <clears throat> in drumline who plays dr lee uh, and the answer was orlando jones both teams got it correct and both teams wagered Two 
points. Uh, get, so it ends up end of round three, 25 to 28. Uh, part of me really wishes that the Shire Wolves had gone for broke and, and, and wagered all three points. They would have been up here, and they would have only been behind by two going into round four. And in, in round four, the speed round, um, because this was a live event, we actually got to see them do the buzzer testing, which I thought was really cool. I actually love when they to see them do that because they ask them like a weird, uh, just like an, uh, just like a weird question for just that one person so they can test their buzzer. And I wish that they showed this more often. I thought it was really entertaining. So the round starts off good for the Shire Wolves, uh, getting the first two questions. But then Chance Ellison just kicked it into high gear and nabbed the last three questions, ending round four, 27 to 31, widening that gap to four points uh, at the end of round four. And now is where I'm worried. You know, it's, there's one round left. Going into that final round, four points behind that is not where you want to be. If, if it had been two, one or two points behind, I'd be less nervous. But four points, that is not where you want to be. That is that is a terrible place to be. But, you know, at this point, all you can do is hope for the best, um, really. And, and they try. They do their best. They... Uh, the Shirewolves get their two and their three-point question, whereas Corruption misses their two and their three-point question. So it's like they had all the opportunities, really, in the world to to take home this match. You know, they they got those first two, whereas Corruption missed those first two. Then Corruption hits the five-point question, uh, making it twenty-six or thirty-six to thirty-two, and so it's down to the Shirewolves' final question. And they're unable to get that answer. If they had been able to, realistically, that was the one that buried them. Um, because they, they lost by four points, 36-32. And really, it would have taken multiple questions in other rounds to get them there. They needed five points. They missed their five-point question. That was really what it was. Uh, unfortunately, that's all it came down to, and it makes me sad. Um, it, it makes me real bummed to see them end their run on a loss. But they fought hard. They, they, they didn't give up, and they have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to this match. Um, there was a moment at the end after the, after the match was over between Mike and and Rachel that that made me start to cry to be honest with you um they you know they embraced each other they put their heads against each other it was like just honestly just thinking about it it's kind of kind of making me tear up a little bit it was a beautiful moment um and it really exemplifies what the schmodown is and should be um and and how these competitors really respect one another and and this game and you know when all is said and done you know you may be a heel you may be a face but the majority of these people are friends you know and and the, you know they they seeing something like this you know 
being the ones to to essentially you know end the Shire Wolves careers that's that's got to be hard for Mike it really you know taking that title off of them when you know they are such a beloved team and this was their final match and you know yeah it's 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 something that he wants it's something that he wanted he have those titles you know he's you know just one he's another step closer to being Mikey three belts but now he's taken two belts off of Rachel and I'm sure it's not easy you know they're they're close friends and I'm sure that this has been tough even for him um and and you see that and it's 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 powerful another thing about this win uh chance Elson is now the youngest champ it was previously Paul Oyama uh, but now chance Ellison holds that uh, that uh, that I guess you could say for lack of a better term that title um Paul Oyama is still the youngest singles champ uh, and I guess chance you know is like the chance is the youngest champion not just you know uh, you know just in general but uh, Oyama is the youngest singles champ so I guess he still got that you know. Uh, and Mike is now the third double-belted champ uh, after Sam Levine and Rachel Cushing. Uh, so now he's he's on his way. He's looking forward to, uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to the ultimate uh, Schmodown singles tournament in order to make his way toward being Mikey three belts. Um, as we talked about last week with the whole bracket thing, I don't have him going all the way, but you know what? If he does... Uh, I mean, as we'll talk about uh, throughout this this episode, uh, my bracket's already b- busted inside of these first two matches that they did. Uh, but you know, theoretically, I, you know, my ending, my final match can still be the same. But we'll see how that all shakes out. But you know, if Mike makes it all the way, I will root for him. You know, I really will. Uh, I, you know, he, he, as I have said numerous times on this podcast, Mike has always been a, a competitor that I, I, a, that I admire. You know, he went from being what everybody called, you know, like a boring competitor, which I never agreed with that, but, I, you know, he, he didn't have the flair that he does now, so I get it. Um, but to being... Like his best, the best version of himself in this game, really. When corruption and anarchy and all that stuff started, we saw a side of Mike Kalinowski that really just allowed him to flourish. And I could, you know, I could see him going all the way. And if it if it happens, I will be there to cheer him on. To uh, to hope for that that Mikey three belts if it goes if it goes that route. Again, you know, when I did my bracket, it was kind of more about who I actually thought would win, um, as opposed to who I want to win. If it was a who I want to win, my bracket would look very different. But that's not the case. So, you know. Uh, we we will see as the weeks go on how uh, the rest of my bracket fares. Uh, this you know it's matches like this that show exactly how amazing the the movie trivia showdown really is. You know it's not just this little trivia game that's on YouTube. 
This is, in my, I know some people may disagree, but to me, this is a sport. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't take a whole lot of, you know, it really, it doesn't take physical uh, abilities, you know, like what most people contribute to sports, but it takes a lot of mental skill, you know, and I, I personally do consider this a sport. And I, you know, it's one of my favorite sports to watch. So, I, I don't know. I don't know how the rest of you guys out there feel about it. Feel, feel free to hop on, like, Twitter and at uh, MovieBlogMerk. Let me know what you guys think. Hashtag Talking Schmodown. Uh, do you consider the Schmodown a game or uh, a sport? Or is this just a fun game that you like to watch? Let me know. Uh, the, the Shire Wolves played uh, an amazing match. And like I said before, they have absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. They will always, to me, they will always be the greatest team that the Schmodown has ever seen. The Patriots, while amazing, while great, while they did some fantastic things, I don't think that they uh, quite compare to, uh, to what the Shire Wolves have done. I believe even though their record isn't as lofty, as the uh, the Patriots, you know they did have an impressive run. The thing that the the that the Wolves did, they won their titles back after they lost them. You know, so that that's a big thing. You know, being able to regain those ti- those those titles, they were two time tag team champions. You know, and they went up against some real real stiff competition. Yes, the Patriots did as well, but I feel like. At the beginning, it wasn't quite there. You know, I feel like at the beginning, the Patriots matches were a little bit easier, a little bit more softball. Whereas I've always felt that the Shire Wolves have had a tougher go, uh, you know, kind of getting through this schmodown, you know. And, I, I, that's, and those are the reasons why I believe that the, that the Shire Wolves are the best team that we have ever seen and may ever see. I don't know. I guess we'll... <laughs> if, if there's a better team out there, whew, I uh, can't wait to meet them, you know? So that's a, that's, 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 that's a pretty high standard set. So, uh, And just when, like I said before, just when I thought Eric from Neurochronic couldn't do, outdo himself, he created that Shirewolves tribute video. Oh, my God, man. This tribute video had me just a blubbering mess for the like half an hour however long it was it was oh my god it was one of the best things i have seen them do and i'll be honest i kind of hope they kind of release that separately just so you can just watch that tribute video um it it was awesome i i i would buy that on like a Blu-ray or something. I really would. I would buy this whole event on a Blu-ray. I really would. Um, but it was fantastic, you know. Uh, just ha- seeing all these all these competitors, just you know, heels and faces, and just coming on screen and, and talking about how amazing the Shire Wolves are, how, how much that they have done for this league, how they've changed this league for the better. It uh, it was powerful, man. It it really hit it home, and uh, like 
I wanted to rewatch it, but I'm like, I don't know if I can handle rewatching it right now. You know, um, it, man, if you guys, if you missed it for some reason, if you're one of those people who just watches the match and then shuts it off, because I know there's people out there who just want the trivia, who just watch the match and then shut off the video. Go back and watch this tribute. It is amazing and it's something that you must must see do not miss it so at this point um i want to take a quick little break uh have a couple of ads that uh we're gonna play here for some of the other shows that are on uh on this channel uh so sit back relax and uh i'll be right back Hey everybody, Jay Wade here to tell you about After Live, our unofficial Collider Live After Show podcast that's like sitting in your living room on a Saturday night hanging with your friends. Sarah, Kaylin, Mike, and I talk about everything from Roxy being directionally challenged, Christian never having watched a thing, Darina's witchy, witchy ways, Makuga being scared of everything, to Yodi screaming that it's not a big fucking deal! Find us on Murph with a Movie Blog on all your podcasting platforms, including Anchor. Talk to you then. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's names, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, and I am back. Uh, thank you very much for sticking with it. Uh, I hope that you guys uh, enjoyed what I had to say about the Shire Wolves versus Corruption match. Hop on to Twitter at uh, Movie Blog Merc. That's M O V I E B L O G M E R C, Movie Blog Merc. And let me know your thoughts on uh, that uh, Schmodown Throwdown uh, match. Let me know your thoughts on everything. on... Uh, on the match itself, on the tribute video, all of it. Uh, you know, on whether or not the, Sh the Shire Wolves are your favorite team. Let me know uh, all your thoughts at Movie Blog Merc. All right, we are going to move on to the first of the two Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament matches. The tournament has begun, and we are here. We have Brendan Meyer versus Whitney Seibold, as well as Mark Riley versus Stacy Howard. Uh, this is the first portion of the bracket. So these two matches, the winners will face each other in the next round. Uh, Ken and Mark Ellis are on the desk for uh, this one, uh, being the Brendan Meyer versus Whitney Seibold. We'll start with that one. Um, I gotta say... Not a huge fan of Ken's lack of beard. I think he looks better with the beard. Personally, I I, uh, I prefer a beard. I have a beard myself. And uh, I think he looks better with the beard. So I would say uh, definitely grow that beard out. Uh, so Whitney came out first as a miniature version of himself. And then he goes back and comes out normal size. I thought that was pretty funny. I really enjoyed that. Then Brendan came out next. But X. Julie Bibbs came out with a Pokeball. And he yells out, 
Brendan, I choose you! And he throws the the uh, the Pokeball, and uh, out pops uh, Brendan Meyer. I thought that was really kind of fun and inventive. Bibbs always has uh, some good, uh, entertaining uh, entrances, so it's nice to see the kid kind of get in on it with him as well. Uh, one thing I thought that was a little strange was uh, the kid came out to Bibiani's music. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's got his own music, seeing as he's had a couple of matches already. So, I just, I don't know. I thought it was a little strange that he came out to Bibbs's music instead of his own. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. I, I don't know if there was a, a, a specific reason for that. If they maybe didn't have his music on, on, on deck for some weird reason. And so they just went with, with uh, Bibiani's, but uh, I don't know. So we're going to hop into round one, and this was an even-keeled match. Go Really, literally going back and forth, ending uh, round one six to six. Both had a couple of misses. Uh, it wasn't like a stellar round for either, but uh, it was better than, than a mediocre four or five-point round. Yeah, got a nice solid six for both of them going into round two. Uh, you know, it's always good to, to either be tied or be, you know, within a point of each other. It, I feel like it really makes for a more interesting game uh, when you see matches like that. So we get into round two. Brendan defers and Whitney spins opponent's choice. It was a rough spin for uh, for Whitney there. Uh, and after some kind of deliberate, he really, he really thinks about it. Brendan really thinks about it. And he gives him... Oscar movies, and I gotta say, I was a little shocked at first, uh, I, I didn't, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure that that was a good choice, um, I, I thought, well, okay, maybe he's just giving this to him because, you know, Brendan's strength is Oscar movies, um, but I don't know, I just, I felt that, uh, and I obviously was wrong, that Whitney would have had a, a wider breadth of knowledge about the Oscars that apparently he does um, because he only managed to get one of his questions out of the four correct for two out of eight possible points uh, and he allowed for five points worth of steals for uh, for Brendan Meyer this was just whoo this was a travesty to see I mean really it was rough um, I mean question one he just guessed an answer. Instead of going to multiple choice and possibly getting a point there, he just guessed an answer, and Brendan was able to steal that one. Uh, and then, you know, the next two questions, he, he as well, you know, stole. And question three, Whitney was so sure of the answer, and it was wrong. And, and Brendan was, again, like I said, able to steal it. Those five points really did him in there. Uh, you know, Whitney ends his portion of the round... 11 to 8 in favor of, of Brendan. Brendan's up three points and he still has his second round questions to, to answer. That is not where you want to be. You do not want to be in that position. So Brendan spins comedy, decides he doesn't want that one, and respins lands on Denzel Washington. He does okay during this, not, not great, uh, but, but he did what he needed to do. He got three out of four questions right for four points. Had to go to multiple choice, a total of three times. Um, he missed one of those, but luckily for him, he uh, Whitney was not able to capitalize on the steal. Uh, and at the end of round two, he's up seven points, 
15 to 8 in favor of the kid. This is essentially a, 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 the nail in the coffin, really. Um, there, there's not a whole lot that Whitney can do. Uh, really, he, he needs to get all of his, his round three questions right in order to really stand any sort of chance. Uh, and unfortunately for Whitney, he's only able to get his two-point question. He gets his three and his five-point question wrong. Whitney really gave up. Um, then that last question, he gave up. He didn't even try to give a legit possible answer. Um, it's like, of course, The Rock is not uh, an, an '80s actor. We we all know that he. He literally gave up if he had just guessed, maybe, you know, a, a young actor in the 80s, he may have gotten this because there are a lot of people that he could have, that he could have chose from. And I really think that if he had just not given up, who knows what would have happened? You know, <laughs> Whitney got the two point and then missed the three and five. Brendan could have done the exact same thing. You know, uh, I, I just, it's really disheartening to see Whitney just give up like that. I, I, I don't know. I was, it, it really hurts to see that. Um, I love Whitney. And I think that when, when I've seen this happen with other people, and it's really disappointing. It's like, yeah, I understand that you're having a tough round. Or you're having a tough game. But you got to fight to the very end. Because you never know what's going to happen. You know, if he had gotten that five-pointer, they would have been tied. And for all you know, Brendan could have bombed out that round, that round three. I have seen some of the best players bomb out in a round three. And he could have missed all three of those. You guys could have gone into sudden death. And theoretically, you could have won the match. You, you'll never know because yet you wound up giving up. So that's why I always, I always root for the players to just keep fighting to the end. Never give up. You know, to quote Galaxy Quest, never give up, never surrender. You just, you don't want to do it. You gotta keep, keep gotta keep fighting. Or, or to quote, to quote Dory from Finding Nemo, keep, uh, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Swim toward those answers, man. Just keep swimming. So, Brendan Meyer wins via a TKO 15-10. And this was uh, my first match, which was on my bracket, was a winner. So, I was very happy about that to see uh, uh, at least one of my my bracket matches get a win. Uh, But that changes a bit when we get into this one. Uh, The second match for the... uh, for this specific week, um, and the third for this episode of Talking Schmodown, Mark Riley versus Stacy Howard in the second match for the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. Round one. Here we go. We had an opening scene. Mara Kanopic's there. She's talking about her title shot to someone where we don't know who it is. Uh, she says that she may need to use fear to get what she wants. Turns out she's talking to none other. Then her man, Dan Merle, the the former champ, Dan Merle, he is, you know, he is always going to be a champ in my eyes. He'll always be one of the best players uh, in the league, definitely on my uh, Mount Rushmore of players. 
Dan Merle. These two, they are they are too funny together, man. I I love their interactions with one another. They obviously they're comfortable with one another because they are a couple, so that makes sense. But they just have this like weird, quirky sense of humor with one another, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'll be honest, I kind of want to see them do a podcast together. I would listen to the hell out of that. Uh, so Ken and Ellis are on the desk again. Obviously, this was filmed the same day as the uh, Brendan Meyer Whitney Seibold match, since they are wearing the same clothes. Uh, you know, they they obviously knocked out a few matches here. You know, I I you know I've known that they they like to knock out multiple matches since they uh, really only get to work to do this on Saturdays, and they you know they have so many matches they gotta they gotta knock out multiple in a day. So I get that, and that's totally cool. Uh, I just thought it was funny that they didn't like switch up uh, commentators or, or anything like that for this one. But yeah, that's cool. Ken, Ken and Ellis, I, I love them on the desk. They do a great job. The question about this one is, can Ken be impartial? Uh, you know, it, that's the question. He's got Stacy Howard, one of his faction uh, members, you know, playing the game and he's on the desk. Can he be impartial? I think he was. I don't think he really stepped over a line. Uh, you know, I know some people had said that uh, that they thought that he was managing behind the desk. I didn't see it. I don't. I don't know uh, what they quite were seeing, but I myself, I didn't see anything uh, any, anything wrong with it. But you know, uh, maybe I missed something. I don't know. Uh, so uh, out came uh, Stacy first. She was out with Grace. Pours a glass of wine. Gets nice and comfortable. I think it's time for Stacy to. Uh, Really get back into the mode of things. I, I, I liked it. And then Mark came out next with Dan Merle. Nothing too fancy. You know, no, nothing like that. They just kind of get in there and, uh, and they're ready to do their things. So we get into round one. And just like the last match, this one, even keeled. Five to five. Uh, it was a not the best round for both of them. It was pretty mediocre. Uh, but they at least had an even round. Nobody really... Uh, kind of shoved the other one out. They really they really just kept it paced. And, uh, you know, that's all you can really ask for. Um, that final question, Stacy totally guessed on the Rocky and Bullwinkle question, and it was glorious. I thought it was it was one of the best moments uh, of, of, uh, of the week, really. Outside of the uh, Shire Wolves match uh, for, the, for the Ultimate Schmodown stuff, this, uh, I think this is probably the best moment that we've seen out of these two matches. So so then we get into round two. It currently is five to five. Uh, Mark defers. Stacy goes up, spins war movies. She's not having any of that. Respins and lands on something she definitely wanted, which was Julia Roberts. And she does really well in this. She gets three out of her four questions for six points. Uh, misses her final question, but luckily for her, Mark Riley unable to capitalize on a steal here. So her portion of round two ends uh, 11 to five. Uh, and so it, that, that's a nice little, that's a nice little lead. Six points, that's doable. You know, you can really make some waves with six, a six point lead. Um, realistically, Mark would have to completely sweep his category in order to uh, get ahead of her here. So, uh, you know, I, th I think she did really well. So Mark goes up, spins drama, uh, and then re-spins, and it must be destiny, 
because he lands on drama again. Uh, this is a cat. This is this we see. We have seen this category recently. Uh, this was the category that the Sharwolves decided to stick with, and it was also the category that they wound up uh, with in the betting round. So we've seen a lot of drama, uh, so to speak, uh, in the Schmodown lately, and it did not work out quite as well as Mark had hoped. He only, he did get two out of his four questions correct, but he only got three points, had to go to multiple choice. Um, he flat out missed his uh, second question without going to multiple choice. Luckily for him, Stacy could not capitalize on a steal. Unlucky for him, question three, he went to multiple choice and missed, and Stacy nabbed a one-point steal there. So at the end of round two, Mark is still trailing uh, uh, Stacy. To it's twelve to eight in favor of Stacy, so he is down by four points. It it was rough, you know. He was really only able to gain two points in his round because of that steal that she got. And when you have someone like Stacy who gets six points in their round, that is not where you want to be. Um, so I, I I really think dramas is something that uh, Mark's gonna really need to brush up on for season seven. Or for even for the tag team tournament that comes up in November, you know you don't want to get stuck on something like that. Even even with a partner like Ben, you never know what's going to happen. So I think dramas is something that he really he's going to want to brush up on quite a bit. So then we uh, get into round three, and Mark does phenomenal here. He gets all three of his questions correct. Which is, which is great. It's exactly what he needed. Um, he needed to really get ahead of this. Um, Stacy got her two-pointer, but missed her three-pointer. And then it, so it came down to that final question, that final five-point question. Could, can Stacy Howard win the match, or will Mark Yodi Riley keep my bracket intact? As I said before, there was a, uh, my bracket was already broken and, and during these two matches, and this is the one that did it. Stacy Howard got that five point question, wins the match on that final question, 19 to 18, and she will be facing Brendan Meyer in round two of the Ultimate Schmodown Singles Tournament. Stacy just broke my bracket, but you know what? I gotta say, congrats, man. Congrats. You did so well during this match i was impressed i should not have underestimated you and honestly i don't think i i will again so uh we'll see what happens you're gonna have a tough fight against you uh when it comes to uh the kid but i'm not gonna count you out you know you i i i I think you have a chance but uh i still got my money on brendan going all the way to the end uh, to face Bibiani, but uh, I think I think Stacy has has a has a chance, and I won't necessarily be surprised, you know, uh, if she does pull this one out. She she's got skill, and I I hope that uh, she continues to flourish in the Schmodown. And as Stacy was talking about uh, during the uh, exit interviews, uh, she was talking about the marks that she has beaten. Mark Ellis and Mark Riley. Uh, it got me thinking. I want to see an all Mark five way exhibition match. You got Mark Ellis, 
You got Mark Riley. You got Mark Andreco, Mark Bernardin, and Mark Hoik. I think uh, this would be a fantastic, fun little match to see. All Marks, all the time. Let's get it going. Christian, make it happen. I'm totally going to tweet you about this later on. So that wraps up everything for this episode of Talking Schmodown. We had three great matches go on. And uh, let me know what your guys' favorite match was. Was it the Shire Wolves match? Was it the Brendan Meyer versus Whitney Seibold match? Or was it Mark Riley versus Stacey Howard? Which one did you like the best? And is your bracket still intact? Did you have uh, Brendan and Stacy both moving on to round two? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter at MovieBlogMerk. So coming up next week, we will be uh, I will be talking about the New York Live event, which just went down this past Saturday. Um, in the matches, Haley Fouch versus Ethan Irwin, which is currently up on uh, Patreon and will be on YouTube tomorrow. And then the Paul Oyama versus Jeff Snyder title match, which we will see on Friday. So be prepared to uh, have seen those matches and come ready to listen to my thoughts. Also coming up on September 14th, we have the Tempe, Arizona live show. Uh, has Chance Ellison versus Will, uh, William Bibiani in a round one tournament match. And the Wild Berries versus Late to the Party, which is going to be amazing! <gasps> Wild Berries! Yeah! Love it. I'm so excited. Uh, and then on October 19th in Orlando, Florida, we've got the Singles Tournament Finals. And, who you know, so we won't actually know who that is until it gets closer. I had somebody I saw uh, when they posted uh, the, like, poster or whatever for, for this show. And it said, um, you know, singles tournament finals or whatever. So I, somebody commented and was like, are you going to tell us who the, who the match is between? And I'm like, dude, we won't know because it's the final match of the tournament. Uh, it's like we are not going to know who it is because they haven't gotten there yet. I don't know. Some people, some people are silly. That's all it is. Some people are silly. Uh, and the other match during that Orlando show will be Corruption versus the Founding Fathers number three. This is the one I was talking about at the top of the show. Uh, Dan Merle cashed in that uh, title shot for this match uh, for the belts. In their final battle, like I was saying, I, I, I'm, I'm interested, you know, how that will all work, you know. Let's say, uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter who has the, the, who wins it, but let's say the Founding Fathers win the tag team belts, right? Corruption would still be, like, up there in line, you know what I mean? They wouldn't need to do much to get back in line. So, are you, does this mean that no matter what, like, as long as... One of those two teams has the belts. The other team will not be able to fight for those belts because that seems a little a little shitty to me. Um, I understand, you know, you, you don't want to have the same two teams just fighting all the time, but you also don't want to screw over a great team uh, who who could be up in the you know echelon to be winning the belt again, you know. I think, I, I don't know. We'll see how it all kind of plays out you know, over the next season or whatever. But 
and uh, especially like during the tag team uh, tournament match. You know, we'll, we'll we'll see how it all goes. And speaking of the tag team tournament match or a uh, uh, tag team tournament that begins uh, this coming November after the single tournament is done. And then in December, we cap off this magic season with the Schmodown Spectacular. Uh, that It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Schmodown Spectacular will be essentially the one-year mark for this podcast. I started it uh, with last year's uh, Schmodown Spectacular. So uh, I'm excited to get to this one, have this full year under my belt. Uh, I, I, I love it. I love this, this show. I love uh, everything that they do. So I'm excited to keep talking about it uh, with you guys. Uh, Before I get out of here, uh, Christian put up a call to arms uh, to really get people to the Patreon. Um, Things are changing. You know, they may not have the Collider Studio next year. So they're going to need to, they might need to find a new studio and that costs money. So if you're able, head on over to Patreon. And support the movie trivia Schmodown. It is you know they have some great tiers. I am currently at the fifteen dollar tier where uh, you know you get all the live streams and you get a uh, a print uh, sent to you. Uh, you know it's got like it's like a posters one of the bright it's the Brian Ward posters that he makes. Um, and they so they send you that print every month. You get we get one. And it's fantastic. I'm considering bumping up to the twenty dollar tier. Uh, it's only an extra five bucks, and I'll still get all that other stuff that I get. I highly recommend at, at least getting trying if if you're able, getting up to that ten dollar tier so that you can have just have all the live streams. Um, I think it's definitely worth it to be able to get all the live streams, to uh, get all the exhibition matches, all that stuff. So becoming a patron, I I, I think is, is really worth it. At the minimum, a dollar. I mean, really a dollar a month. I, I don't know many people who can't scrounge around for some change and and wind up with a dollar. You know, uh, 12 bucks a year. Like, you have one month of Netflix, and that's your whole year of Schmodown uh, for the patron, for the Patreon. You know, at the at the dollar level, like I, I I really think that, like I know that there's a lot of people out there who say, you know, I I can't contribute right now. You know, I can't even do a dollar. I'll be honest with you, if if that's truly the case, then you may need to sit down and and kind of rethink your whole budget situation. If one dollar a month is is that debilitating to you. Um, I, I'm just saying one dollar, but uh, you know I, I understand some people aren't willing to as well, and they and they don't want to feel bad, so they say they can't afford it. I know people like that, so just try. You know, maybe walk around and 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 collect some some bottles, bottles and cans. Twenty bottles and cans, boom, you got a month right there, perfect. You know, if if you if you buy a coffee, that's you know. Depending on where you go, three, three, four bucks, that's a quarter to a third of the year right there. Boom. You know, so I, I think I think you can make it happen. Just, uh, you know, it, it's a great cause. And we and Christian and the team, they really need this. Uh, they really need the support to make this thing grow and succeed. 
and just keep on going. We don't want it to end. We want it to keep going 10, 20, 30 years from now. We want to be seeing the movie Trivia Schmodown. So that's it, folks. Thanks for joining me. I am Josh the Merc Rainer, owner of Merc with a Movie Blog. Please, please, please head on over to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, all the places that I have. I am on Facebook and YouTube at uh, Merc with a Movie Blog. Please subscribe and like there. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Movie Blog Merc. So please follow me there. I'm most active on Twitter. So if uh, if you're only looking for one social media site, be honest with you, Twitter is the way to go. Uh, also, be sure to check out some of the other podcasts that I produce on this channel. Uh, I we I produce a uh, Collider Live after show called After Live. Have some great hosts over there, uh, as well as a Bachelor Nation podcast called Go Get That Rose, uh, where two of the hosts from After Live have joined together to uh, give their thoughts and critiques on the week of uh, Bachelor, Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. Right now, it's Bachelor in Paradise, and uh, if you are a Collider Live fan, you know all about that. So be sure to check out those podcasts on the Merc with a Movie Blog podcast feed. Uh, I am We are now on Anchor, which is fantastic. So you can actually head over to anchor.fm slash movieblogmerc, and you can actually leave a voice message. So if you have a question, a comment, just head on over to anchor.fm slash movieblogmerc and leave me a voice message. And if it's something cool, I will totally put it on air. So uh, thanks again, and I will see you guys next time where we will be talking schmodown. Catch you later.